0: Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Today we're going to be in the book of of Titus. Um, We see that Titus was a a book that is written from Paul uh, to a young pastor on the island of Crete by the name of Titus. Um, Titus was a Greek believer. Uh, He was taught and he was discipled by Paul. Uh, He was one of Paul's traveling companions. He traveled with with Paul uh, often. And and, uh, one of of, uh, Paul's most trusted friends was Titus. And over time, Titus began to grow in ministry. And Paul said, hey, I want to leave you in Crete. I want you to be the overseer, the pastor, the elder of these churches here in Crete. And so uh, we find that this letter was part of the discipleship process that was ongoing between Paul and Titus. He was continuing to disciple, um, to disciple Titus in his ministry. If you read the book of Titus, it, it's a very instructional book. Uh, written, it's a pastoral epistle, it was written to Titus. Uh, but there's a lot of instruction for the church. Um, in in this uh, book, but also a, a lot of encouragement, um, a lot of wisdom uh, from the experience of Paul to, to this young pastor, and we're actually going to study this morning carefully the concluding words of this letter, the last uh, four verses of of this letter, and oftentimes the the openings and the. Endings of Paul's letters aren't given much attention. We kind of just dismiss them. We kind of just uh, brush them to the side. But this one here we find is full of principles. In these last few verses, we find teamwork principles. And this morning, I want to entitle my message, Teamwork, Teamwork. And in these, these closing instructions, Paul shows us what spiritual teamwork looks like. We've had missions emphasis month this this month, and you understand that missions is teamwork. Missions is teamwork. It's where believers support other believers to further the gospel. It's teamwork. And we find here some principles of teamwork, and I think it goes perfectly with the thought of of missions emphasis uh, that we're focusing on this month. So if you have your Bibles opened up to Titus chapter 3, We're going to look at verse number 12. The Bible says, When I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopolis. For I have determined there to winter. Bring Zenus the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey diligently, that nothing be wanting unto them. And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses." that they be not unfruitful. All that are with me, salute thee. Greet them that love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for your word. We're thankful for this time that we have been able to come together and to worship you. Lord, truly, that's why we're here. And God, we need you this morning. We need you to speak to us. Lord, we need you to convict us, Lord, and and understand that your goodness leadeth to our repentance. Father, I pray that you would help me this morning. I pray that you would fill me with your spirit and that you would help me to preach with clarity so that we might be able to apply what we read, uh, Lord, clearly to our lives. God, I need you. Our church, we need you. Father, I pray that you bless this time that we have together and that you would be honored and glorified in all that is said and done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. As we dig into this passage of scripture, like I said, we're going to see some principles when it comes to teamwork. In verse number 12, we see, he says, when I shall send Artemis unto thee, or Tychicus, be diligent to come unto me to Nicopolis, for I have determined there to winter. And so Paul tells Timothy here that he's going to send one of these two men to relieve him so that he can meet him in the Copolis for the winter. All right, and so uh, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly which one of these individuals uh, goes to Crete. Um, it is believed that it was more than likely Artemis uh, because in 2 Timothy chapter number four, which was written about two years after the letter to Titus, we see that, that um, uh, Tychicus is sent to Ephesus. And so it is believed that Artemis was the one that, that would go to relieve him. But he says here, be diligent To come unto me to Nicopolis. You see, Paul was into personal relationships. He was into personal discipleship. He knows that this young pastor is under a lot of stress uh, from the ministry on the island. He knows that he's going through difficult times. And so he tells him listen, as soon as I send one of these individuals to you, do your best to meet me in Nicopolis. Because he valued relationships. You know, Paul was a team player. Paul was a team player. Paul wrote 13 letters. And in his 13 letters, he mentioned specifically by name over 100 people. In 13 letters. He valued relationships. He valued that that partnership. He partnered with people. You see, when he led people to Christ, he didn't just leave them to fend for themselves. He decided to disciple them. spend time and and energy uh, to to help them grow. He wanted to invest more time in this young man, Titus. And so he says, hey, I want you to join me so we can spend time together. So we can spend time together in the gospel. You see, what, what Paul was doing was taking the Jesus approach. Jesus, when his disciples came to him in the book of Mark, they were tired from their ministry And Jesus said, hey, we need to go somewhere to a solitary place and be alone and spend time together and rest. You see, friends, relationships are vitally important in the life of the church, amen? Relationships are vitally important in the church. In fact, the church was created to be a community of interdependent people. Romans chapter number 12, verse number five says, uh, it says this, so we being many are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. We are all in this together. Our relationships are important. But then we also see the a familiar Proverbs in Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. the Bible says that iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You see, we are supposed to run this race together, church. This is to be a team effort, running this race together. We are supposed to share our experiences, our needs, our hurts, and our praises. And do you, do you want to know a secret? That your friends at church don't have to be just like you, right? You see, these Paul, Paul's friends that he had, these relationships that he had with people, they were of all kind of different types of people, of individuals, Paul was friends with a doctor, and he was also friends with a runaway slave. Right? Paul, Paul was friends with, with, the, with the, uh, individuals with a Jewish background, but also he was friends with Gentiles who didn't even really know the Jewish law. So he, he understood the value of relationships. Understand, church, we need each other, we cannot minister alone. We cannot spiritually endure this Christian life without one another. And Paul makes it very clear here. Hey, I want you to know that I value your relationship, our relationship. I want you to meet me. I want you to have some rest. But then we see in verse number 13, the other other principle that we see here is he says, bring Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their journey diligently. That nothing be wanting unto them. Now, that word bring here um, is, is a word that, a Greek word that means to send on one's way. It, is, it has the idea of equipping the traveler with the things necessary for the journey. So he says, Hey, I want you to make sure that you take care of these two individuals. Now, who were these two individuals? This, it's kind of interesting here. He says, I want you to send Zenos, the lawyer, and I want you to send Apollos. Now, we pretty much know who Apollos is, right? Uh, Apollos is mentioned all throughout scripture. He was a fellow servant. He was, he was a, a friend of Paul. He was, the Bible says, eloquent. He was an eloquent man. He knew the scriptures. They were co-laborers. And so he says, I want you to send him. I want you to send him away and take care of his needs. Anything, so much so that, that nothing is lacking in his life. But also, he says, and this is what, what's kind of funny to me, he says, I want you to bring the lawyer. Now, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I kind of studied this individual, and it's more than likely that he was uh, a, 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 one that was uh, educated in the Greek law. And so, Paul, we know that Paul was always getting into trouble, right? Paul was, Paul not because of anything wrong that he was doing, but he was preaching the gospel and he was being thrown into prison. And so it's funny to me that he says, hey, I want you to to send a lawyer. I need some legal help. Uh, But but he says, hey, the, the, the principle here is that you need to take care of these individuals. Paul instructs, instructions here were to equip them for continuing their missionary journey to an undisclosed destination. Paul says to supply the needs of these two men. You know, all throughout scripture, we are told to help supply the needs of those who are going forward with the gospel. Amen? We're to supply their needs. We're to make sure that they are lacking nothing. In the book of Romans chapter number 15, verse 24, Paul asks the church, he says, will you help me? I need help. Will you help me send? Will you help send me off? In 1 Corinthians chapter number 16 and verses 6 through 11, 6 and 11, Paul tells the Corinthian church to help Timothy. He says, Timothy's coming to you. He's a fellow laborer. I want you to take care of him. I want you to make sure that his needs are met. One of the greatest examples of, of meeting the needs of those who are sent forth to spread the gospel is found in 3 John. In 3 John, the Bible, uh, John is writing to a man by the name of Gaius, and he commends Gaius for his hospitality, for reaching out to those who were traveling, who were furthering the gospel and taking care of their needs. In that passage of scripture, he says this, "'Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest "'to the brethren and to strangers, "'which have borne witness of thy charity before the church,' whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Because that for his namesake, they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we might be fellow helpers to the truth. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, what you are doing is you are partnering in gospel ministry. He says, those that are coming in my name who are going forth for my name's sake, you're taking care of them. And he commends him for that. And that's what Paul is telling Titus here. He's saying, listen, these are individuals. They are co-laborers. They are spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need to help them. Listen, we have missions emphasis month and we support missionaries. Why why do we have faith promise giving? It's so that you and I can fulfill this need that Paul is talking about. It's for you and I to to take part in giving toward missions. Listen, understand this morning, do we make sure we, we support missionaries here? We support the Weimer family to Iceland. Are we making sure that they are taken care of? Are we meeting their needs? Are we making sure that they, there's nothing lacking? What about the, the Fredericks to Thailand or the merchants to Brazil or the Pritchards with evangelistic ministries? Uh, John Barr and Alan Snare to the death ministry. The Thigpen family who is in, in Ukraine today. Do they have what they need? Ramil Kashmir to Cuba. The Babayans to the Philippines. The Suttons to Australia. The Garlics with La Espada. The, the, the Cottbus family to Peru, the Gates family who are reaching the, the Islamic people in Dearborn, Michigan, are we helping supply their needs? Listen, what about the Hall family with best missions or the Combs to Mexico, the Tillman family to Thailand, the Cronin family to the UK? This is a family that left their family, left all that they knew here in the United States, and they're all alone in the UK trying to to build a ministry for the cause of Christ. Are we meeting their needs? Are we helping? Are we making sure that they have nothing lacking? the McLean family to Paraguay, Christopher Burkholz to Honduras, these missionaries that we had here the last couple weeks, are we, Fellowship Baptist Church, doing our part in helping meet their needs? Are you doing your part in helping meet their needs? Paul says here, Timothy, you need to make sure they are lacking nothing. But then we see in verse number 14, he says, and let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. So Paul says to Titus, hey, I want you to set the example. I want you to send them forth, making sure that they're lacking nothing. But then he says in verse 14, and let ours, let the church, right? Let the church also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that they, the church, be not unfruitful. So he says, hey, I want you to set the example, but also let the church grow. Let the church learn the importance of meeting these necessary uses, these needs of these missionaries. Why? So that they might be fruitful. There's a reason for it. Listen, some have suggested that the, the Cretan Christians, uh, they may have Mismanifested some of their countrymen traits. We find in, in chapter number one and verse number 12, the Bible says this of, of the Cretan people. It says, one of themselves, even a prophet of their own said, the Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, and slow bellies. That word slow bellies, that phrase means they were lazy. These people were lazy and they were not unable to provide for their daily necessities, much less be of use to anyone else says they're not supplying for themselves and they're surely not supplying for the needs of other missionaries, of other people going forth with the gospel. You see, Paul had been stressing the need for good works all throughout the book of Titus. All throughout the book of Titus, we find good works. It wasn't to earn salvation, amen. It was these good works to serve others, good works to serve one another. And he pointedly reiterates it here in verse number 14. He expressed the same thought to the Ephesian congregation. He said, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. You see, good works is really an inclusive phrase, right? We could, we could add a lot of things to good works. We could fill in the blank to good works. But I want us to look, go back to verse number eight. And I want us to see the context of these good works that Paul speaks of. They're both moral deeds. We see good works in verse number one, speaking of a moral deed, but also here in verse number 14, it is the good works of giving toward necessary needs to others. But look at verse number eight. He says, this is a faithful saying, and these things I will, that thou affirm constantly that they, which have believed in God might be careful to maintain what church? Good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. He starts off that verse by saying, this is a faithful saying. What is a faithful saying? Look at verse number four. But after that, the kindness of love of God, our savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Amen. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. You understand here that these good works that he's talking about, he says, in his mercy and in his grace, he gave his son Jesus to save us to declare us righteous, to give us eternal life. And he says, if you believe the gospel, then allow it to drive you to meet the needs of others. Do you believe the gospel? Are you thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you thankful that in his mercy and in his grace, he saved us? He met our need And we must allow that gospel truth and that gospel message to drive us to help take care of the needs of others. But also I want us to notice here, he says to maintain. To maintain is a a Greek word that means to be preeminent. To be at the head of, apply oneself to. And so what he's saying here in verse number 14 is that your good works for necessary uses should rule in your heart. They should be preeminent. They should have priority in your heart. To maintain those good works for necessary uses, for helping missions, to giving to missions, it should be something that rules in your heart. You see, in that passage of scripture that we used before in 3rd John chapter and in 3rd John verses 6 through 8, we see that John begins to, to commend. Uh, Gaius for welcoming the missionaries. But there's another individual there that he talks about. And in verse number nine, he says this. He says, I write, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth, here it is, to have the preeminence among them receiveth us not. There was a problem. Gaius said, hey, I'm willing to help. I'm willing to give toward the needs of others. I'm willing to help and send them forth for the gospel message. But he says, "But there was one by the name of Diotrephes who only thought of himself; that he would be first. He did not take care of them. He did not show hospitality. And let me say today, today, church, don't be a Diotrephes. Don't be a Diotrephes who was who is so consumed with your own well-being that you have no time or no no resources to help meet the needs." of others who go in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, listen, to maintain these good works for necessary uses, let it rule in your heart. Listen, let let those individuals say, let us as individuals say, I'm going to help. Listen, those who have believed in God, the Bible says in verse number eight, should maintain good works for necessary needs. Do you believe in God this morning? Then you should be maintaining good works for necessary uses. You know, church here at Fellowship Baptist Church, all of us should take part in missions giving. It's teamwork. If it's $5 a month, if it's $20 a year, whatever you can afford, whatever you can do, listen, make it a point in your life that you're not gonna be a Diotrephes. Say, it's all about me. It's all about my well-being. I have no room to help others. But be like Gaius who said, hey, I'm going to help. I'm going to help those. I'm going to maintain good works for necessary use. And allow the gospel truth to drive you to do that. But also he says here in verse number 14, he says that, and let us, And let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses, that they be not unfruitful. You see, the church should learn to get involved with meeting needs of missionaries because it's fruitful. It's fruitful. I've heard so many testimonies in my life of people who have given to missions and God has blessed in a miraculous way. Not always financially, but in other ways. God always blesses when we give toward missions. It's a fruitful thing. I love what Paul said in in Philippians 4. He said this, for even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. You see, when we give and when we help these missionaries that I've mentioned this morning, when we help meet their necessary needs, it is fruitful. There is fruit On our account, the people that they reach, you have a part in. The ministries that they start, you have a part in. The people that they disciple, you have a part in that. And so give. Then he closes in verse number 15. He says, all that are with me, salute thee. What is he showing here again? He's showing that it's teamwork, right? All that are with me, we greet you. We love you. We're for you. He says, greet them that love us. He says, and we know that you love us. We're in this together in the faith. But then he says, grace be with you all. Amen. Listen, church, may the grace of God be with you all. Amen. May the grace of God be with you all. The grace that was given by Jesus in the gospel should lead to grace giving in the church for the furtherance of the gospel. Let me say that again. The grace that was given by Jesus in the gospel should lead to grace giving in the church for the furtherance of the gospel. Listen, church, missions is teamwork. Missions is teamwork. But here's the question. Will you participate? Will you participate? Because listen, understand that there is great blessing. There is fruit that may abound to your account when you give for the necessary needs of these individuals that Paul talks about. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.